You sure can't miss that transmitter. Gosh, a BTA 100K. They ain't made that one since the early 40s. Good shape, too. Now, what did I do with my instructions? Okay, let's see. To turn on transmitter, that's what I want. To raise filaments, use switch number one to the up position. One, that's this one here. <laughs> they're lightening up. Oh boy, they're getting bright. Hot dog. Okay, switch number three is plates on. <laughs> the big guns. 100,000 watts. Here we come. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. And a great happy new year to each and every one of you. I'm Graham VK4BB. It is January the 4th, 2015's edition of WIA National News and Thunderstruck. An Australian man and his 12-year-old son are hoping to make history with the development of the smallest spacecraft able to re-enter Earth's atmosphere and land safely. Robert Brand is the developer of the craft, named Thunderstruck, a small-winged re-entry vehicle capable of leaving Earth's orbit and flying around the solar system, at least as far as Mars or the near-Earth asteroids. What makes Thunderstruck unique is that it can fly up and back for basic experiments without going into orbit. Or it could fly into orbit on board a rocket, then re-enter, something that was not being done anywhere else. Project Thunderstruck has the backing of our Australian government bodies and universities and is on the cards to be a fully working spaceship in just five years. Another unique aspect of Project Thunderstruck would be the involvement of Mr Brandt's 12-year-old son Jason in the first phase of testing, scheduled for April. The transonic testing phase would attempt to test the 2.5-metre craft at speeds close to Mach 2, faster than the speed of sound. Mr. Brand said his son worked with him releasing and bringing back high-altitude balloons from the stratosphere and had considerable expertise in space technology in spite of his young age. Mr. Brand said if the project came together, it would be unique and give Australia a much-needed boost in space development. ANZAC 100 will be everywhere this year. The WIA has joined the community commemoration of the ANZAC 100 milestone with its own ANZAC Centenary Awards, special call signs and other activities. Also involved are the NZART New Zealand and the TRAC Turkey with some other IARU member societies showing interest. The Australian Department of Veteran Affairs has approved the WIA's use of the word ANZAC in its rostered special call signs. These will be popular with on-air contacts made during the year. Earlier, the start of World War I and the first shot fired by Australian movement invited participation on August 5 last year from the Geelong Amateur Radio Club at Fort Queenscliff on Port Phillip Bay, who used VI-3 ANZAC. Another event was the first ANZAC troop ships in November, an Albany's role in Australia's ANZAC history, that had the Southern Electronics Group use VI-6 ANZAC. However, the ANZAC 100 event officially opens on April 25, 2015, with a special WIA broadcast from Canberra. Clubs and groups can register on a roster basis for the WIA-assigned ANZAC call signs. 
already registered are the RAAF secret mission, the Somme, Kokoda Track and the evacuation of Gallipoli, among others. The Anzac 100 event in Australia runs until December 20, 2015, the day when Anzac troops left the Gallipoli Peninsula. Suggested calling frequencies are made for digital mode, CW and SSB. An online log is provided to locate ANZAC stations, gauge propagation paths and enable EQSLing. We remember the sacrifices made by our service personnel over the last 100 years and more information will be on later VK1WIA broadcasts. Now for details and to register, check out www.wia.com .org.au WIA Board Talk and the WIA Office closed. Reading on WIA front page news, we learn the WIA Office will reopen 10am Monday, January 19. During this closure period, any urgent inquiry should be directed to the WIA manager, Mal Brooks, VK3 FDSL, via the email address which is out of office wia.org.au or for very urgent matters you can contact Mal by telephone 0413-179-347. Now, how do you keep up with news from the WIA? Here is VK6 POP. Members receive a monthly magazine both in hard copy and electronically if they choose to use it. The WIA website has loads of useful information for you as well as the latest news about what the Institute is achieving for all amateurs in Australia. In order to be informed and up to date on what's happening, you should visit the website frequently. The WIA is conducting a review of the Australian Amateur Radio band plans. Band plans are a way of trying to give everyone a fair share, an aim which becomes increasingly difficult as spectrum becomes crowded. For instance, in the case of 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters on the East Coast, the number of available frequencies is very limited and it's become necessary to reduce channel spacing or channel reuse distances or both. Additionally, in May this year, the WIA made a submission to the remaking of the Human Exposure Standard, highlighting that in the ITU definition of the amateur service, amateur radio is an experimental personal pursuit and the WIA does not wish to see radio communications legislation or regulation unnecessarily restrict or otherwise trammel the individual or collective interests and activities of amateur radios. That WIA submission, together with an outcome of the consultation process, can be viewed online at the WIA website. Other membership benefits include a monthly high-quality magazine delivered to your home and now also available to members free online as a PDF, free use of the WIA's QSL service, weekly national news service, a discount access to the WIA's bookshop, including the annual call book, and knowledge that the WIA helps support your local club. I do see a lot of scepticism expressed about the WIA, most of it based on what the organisation did or didn't do a decade or more ago. I challenge those sceptics to make honest inquiry into what today's WIA offers amateurs. I challenge them to seriously think about what our operating conditions would be like without the voice of amateur radio being heard in the halls of government. There's no other body, nor is there any any individual who can or will effectively represent our needs to government and to go into bat for amateur radio. 
Bear in mind also that the WIA isn't a monolith ensconced in Melbourne soaking up your membership fees by their very existence. I really hope that nobody actually thinks this way about the Institute. The reality is that the WIA has two employees and by far the majority of the work of the society is done by volunteers, most of whom have a day job also. So please do consider your position if you're not a member. Join the willing few and sign up as a member. You can do this online. Finally, speaking of online, when's the last time you logged into Memnet and updated your information? It's all there on the website. The WIA website is wia.org.au. That's whiskeyindiaalpha.org.au. I'm Bob VK6POP. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the mid-north of South Australia. It can be heard on VK5 RMN 146.700 at 9am Sunday. I'm Bob, VK5MRW. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Ahead of international news with Jason, VK2 LAW, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club in VK2 have advised they're looking forward to welcoming all interested in amateur radio to their annual field day at Wyong Racecourse Sunday, Feb 22. Now, it is easy to forget that February will be rushing up on us after the new year, so get in and make your arrangements early. Whether you're staying in the area and need accommodation or if you're travelling from interstate, now's the time to make those bookings. CCARC are expecting a really big event this year. The field day starts at 6.30 for the flea market, 9am for traders and seminars, and it all goes ahead, rain, hail or shine. For those going to the Wyong field day on the train, there'll be a free shuttle bus service to the event. Also, CCARC wish all those taking their foundation licence or upgrade assessments at the day the best of success. Whether it's seeking that bargain from the flea market, grabbing that discounted new item from the, fly, from the trader's stands, educating yourself at the seminars and exhibitors' stalls, or even taking that licence upgrade, the place to be February 22 is undoubtedly the CCARC Field Day at Wyong. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, Kentucky Star, and Sputnik Online Newspapers, VK3 Papa Charlie Jim Linton and the IRTS, plus the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start 2015 with what could be 2014's biggest, brightest news story. It's just been bubbling along now and then making page 7 of the dailies and it comes from Google X, the R&D unit within Google. They've certainly challenged our thinking of what's possible with the announcement in back in October last of a project to create a smart pill packed with tiny magnetic particles designed to circulate the human body, looking for signs of cancer and other diseases. While still in the experimental stage, the cancer-detecting pill will be able to travel through a patient's bloodstream, searching for malignant cells and reporting its finders to a sensor device that you wear. 
the Google cancer-detecting pill would represent an important breakthrough in health powered by Silicon Valley's biggest technology companies. A recent issue of the IARU Monitoring System newsletter shows that a Russian OFDM-112 station operating in the amateur radio 7 MHz band splattered over 23 kHz of our spectrum. Iran has also been reported operating in the amateur 7 MHz band. The German PTT have filed a complaint. Tunis Potgeiter, Zulu Sierra 2 Echo Charlie of Pairs, will be the first station to use the callsign ZS90SARL to celebrate the 90th anniversary of the SARL. Originally known as the South African Radio Relay League, the national body for amateur radio in South Africa was formed in May 1925, shortly after the formation of the International Amateur Radio Union Paris. It is fitting that the first transmission of ZS90SARL will be made from Port Elizabeth, as it was there that the first radio contact in South Africa was established. It was Edward Alfred Jennings, a telephone technician, in the city who, through experimentation to improve the performance of the telephone mouthpiece, detected its coherer properties. He also noticed that the electric tram passing his house a little distance away caused crackling. Later that year, it was 1896, he carried out an ambitious experiment to send signals over nearly a kilometre distance between his house in Sherlock Street to a primitive receiving station at Copper's Kloof. A flag was hoisted if his signals were received... And indeed they were. Malaysian floods get MARTS MCOM help. Severe flooding described as the worst for a long time in the north of Malaysia during the monsoon season has taken five lives with about 160,000 people evacuated. Johnny Tan, 9 Mike 8 Delta Bravo of the Malaysian Amateur Radio Transmitter Society says MCOM operators are active on 7.110 MHz with 3.600 MHz likely to be tested for late-night links to maintain links to handle disaster traffic. MARTS asks all to avoid causing QRM of the Centre of Activity Emergency Frequencies. He reports that stations in Kuala Lumpur, Kuantan, Kamaman and Bachok with 50 watts are using NVIS propagation. Johnny 9 Mike 8 Delta Bravo says initially VHF UHF repeaters were used but severe flooding had affected power supply and batteries with the switch to HF being made. Official recognition has been received, including permission for the MARTS MCOM operations to carry third-party traffic. Meanwhile, in neighbouring Thailand, disaster zones have been declared in eight southern provinces after floods there killed at least 13 people, with 184,000 households affected. A group from the Irish Vintage Radio and Sound Society that visited the decommissioned RTE radio station in Athlone were flabbergasted to see the full 1932 100kW Marconi transmitter in pristine condition, looking like it had just been switched off the day before. It's believed this is the only intact transmitter of its type still existing in its original site anywhere in the world. In Britain, there were about 20 stations similar to the Athlone one, but unfortunately none of them have been preserved. This is a very important part of radio heritage and is a true gem that must be cherished. Iran has built a radar tracker that is capable of detecting drugs and explosives, this as well as humans and deceased bodies. The device could be used by law enforcement officers, including during accidents and disasters. 
the radar simulates an element's molecular layer and releases their ions. The receiver detects ions as well as the molecular layer and then transfers waves back to the target to detect their essence. The radar's inventor, Sayad Ali Hosani from Gilan Science and Technology Park, was quoted as saying, Hosseini added that the collected data from the tracked items could then be displayed in 3D on a computer system. Furthermore, the tracker could identify people who suffer from drug addiction at a distance of 1,500 metres, as well as determining their level of addiction. For further information on this story, check sputniknews.com. World War I Museum and Radio Hams team up. On December 27 and 28, dozens of amateur radio operators teamed with the National World War I Museum to operate a special event radio station, WW1USA, for 31 hours. The Kansas City Star newspaper reports the event was to commemorate the Christmas truce of 1914. Read the full story at kansascity.com. Noah's Ark Researchers from Moscow State University plan to build a database that will house the DNA of every creature known to man. The DNA data bank will be created at the campus of the Moscow State University. The project is expected to be complete by 2018 and in the first phase, which has been announced, will cost $19 million. I call the project Noah's Ark. It will involve the creation of a depository of a data bank for the storing of every living thing on Earth, including not only living but disappearing and extinct organisms. This is the challenge we have set for ourselves, says Victor Sadvinici, who is the rector of the Moscow State University. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK 4FUQ 2015. Jock White Field Day 2015. Please note carefully the date. Saturday, February the 28th and Sunday the 1st of March. This year, this primarily ZL contest by WVKs are made to feel welcome is in February and March to prevent a clash with the AWL International CW contest. This occurs in years where there are only three full weekends in February. This will not occur again until 2026. Special event stations DX speak and repeater and advice. 2015, January. Tenerife until January the 8th. IK1 PMR and PA3 LEO are on the air signing portable EAA from Tenerife Island. They started January 9th of 2014 and ceased January 8th, 2015. Activity will be on 160 through 6 metres using CWSSB and RITI. QSL via HP9FKK or each operator's home call sign via the Bureau. Penang Island, January through February 2015. PA0RRS will be active as 9M2MRS from Penang Island, Malaysia between January the 1st and February the 3rd of 2015. He plans to operate 30 through 10 metres CW, RITI and PSK with SSB only on request. QSL via PA0RRS via the Bureau. Guatemala. V7BV will once again be active stroke TG9 from Guatemala between January the 22nd and February the 17th on 20, 17 and 15 metres. CW and SSB. QSL borrows home call sign which again is V7BV, direct, via the Bureau or electronically using the logbook of the world. Kenya. 
DF3FS and DI9OLI will be operating stroke 574 from Diani Beach, Kenya, between February the 16th and March the 8th. 80 through 10 metres CWNSSB. QSL via the home call signs via the Bureau. 4S7KKG. DC0KK will be active as 4S7KKG from Sri Lanka through until April the 10th. He operates mainly using CW in the digital modes. QSL via DC0KK via the Bureau. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in VK5. It can be heard on VK5 RLZ on 439.975 MHz at 0900 hours Sunday. I'm Alan. VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo. I'm Brian, VK3GR with Worldwide Special Interest Group News, ATV. Russian ISS school contacts. Both Dimitri, R4UAB, and Michael, SQ5KTM, have released videos of ISS school contacts by cosmonaut Yelena Serov operating with a call sign RS0ISS, which took place Sunday, December 21st. The amateur radio station in the Russian service module was used and the Kenwood D710 operated on 145.8 MHz FM. The power setting used is not clear but may have been 25 watts. Two worldwide special interest groups digital, MacLogger DX version 5.57 released. This is a free update for all version 5 customers. Organising and filtering the spots from your favourite DX clusters for DXing, contesting or casual rag chewing. It supports close to 100 radios, automatically tuning to the spots you're interested in and optionally swinging your beam around. MacLogger DX can also email you when the bands are open or when that rare DX is spotted. Remember, the update's free but only for version 5 clients. To Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Worked all USA grids via satellite number 488 for Doug. KD8CAO. Congratulations to Doug for working grid 488 of the 488 USA grids. He worked N2COP portable in FM13 for his final grid. The contact was via SO50 and logged on 15 December at 12.52 Zulu. For his efforts, he's been granted Gridmaster Award number two. Doug said of his accomplishment, it certainly would not have been possible without the help of the many individuals that went to extra effort to activate so many rare grids. The Starcom Group sponsors the Gridmaster Award. To qualify for this award, you must make a satellite contact with all 488 grids in the US and get confirmation. Oh, and Gridmaster Award number one. That was awarded to Doug's father, John Papay, K8YSE. To the internet, the hams domain. Repeaterbook.com unveils worldwide search. Check their homepage now. You can search for repeaters across the majority of the world. From the map on the homepage, countries in blue are repeater listings. Stop by and give it a try. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers, and it's almost the first Monday of the month. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey. On behalf of the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia, I wish all our listeners a very happy, healthy and safe New Year. Now, just in case you've forgotten, traditionally there is no RAOTC bulletin broadcast in January, so our first bulletin for 2015 will be on Monday, February the 2nd, and we look forward to catching up with you all then.
So once again, the first RAOTC Bulletin for 2015 goes to air next month on Monday, February the 2nd. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. And from old-timers to young-timers. Extremely young YL does good with her intermediate pass. Two girls, Summer McCormick, previously MI6YLT, and Grace McCormick, previously MI6YLG, have passed their intermediate radio exams. Summer has just turned 14 and Grace is only 11. They set the exam with Carrickfergus Amateur Radio Group. Their home club is Mid-Ulster Amateur Radio Club and they're both members of Bilara. Their new call signs are Summer, 2I0YLT, young lady transmitting, and Grace is 2I0GYL, gorgeous young lady. Hi, hi. That story from a very proud dad, Graham McCormick, GI7PWQ. Now, finally, special interest groups, VHF and above, SSSP, on 50 meg around the summer solstice. SARL News reports the short path summer solstice propagation was discovered by Hans Asago, JE1BMJ, when he contacted European stations on 50 meg from Japan in the month of June around the summer solstice in the Northern Hemisphere. We VK and ZL amateurs have also exploited this new mode of propagation when working South American stations during the Southern Hemisphere summer solstice in December. Last year, Bob ZL1LS ran skeds with South African VHF amateurs and traces of his signal were heard by Paul ZS6NK. And that's all from me, Brian, VK3GR. Just about time to look at the social scene for February, March and May. We'll leave you this week with the final final and the broadcast of what use is an F call by Ono. Now, the reason for leaving this at the end and leaving his words hanging in the air so that we do remember them, will become obvious as you listen to this week's What Use Is An F Call. Alrighty, so let's see what is on the social scene for uh, January and for uh, February and for March, maybe even May. All we've got to do here is uh, find that sheet of paper as we go. Alrighty, let's uh, do it this way. In May, May 1 to 3 in VK4 is the Clearview Gathering. Contact Radars VK4 ACC for details. And May 9 in VK4 is Barkfest in Brisbane. March 21 in VK3, D-Star Users Group, 9am Woodend RSL. Contact VK3 TQ. And the EMDRC Hamfest is March the 29th in VK3. In February, February 7 in VK3, it's the Homebrew Construction Group, 2pm at Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G Victory Boulevard in Ashburton. February 22 in VK2, it's the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day. January 23 to 26, VK4, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Australia Day Long Weekend Family Radio Camp at Blue Water. What use is an F-call? Nobody works in isolation, and neither do I. This weekly segment has now been running for 130 or so episodes, and in that time I've received a variety of feedback about my attempt at making a contribution to amateur radio. I remember when a random stranger walked up to me when I attended the WIA Muldura conference in 2012. He told me that he used my segment in training new F calls and that he was most impressed. Last week, another random member of the ham community told me that this segment made him return to amateur radio and upgrade his license. I've received cards and unexpected Christmas gifts, emails, phone calls and other amazing acts of generosity, which leave me quite at a loss for words. Thank you. 
On the other end of the spectrum, an anonymous group of our community uses web forms to rise all manner of interesting comments. Let me quote verbatim one of the tamer ones. Quote, When is Ono going to upgrade to standard or advanced license and get rid of his awful call sign? He is an embarrassment to the fine hobby. Unquote. This person claims to listen to the news every week, but clearly hasn't actually heard a word I've said. My call sign was randomly assigned by the ACMA, and I'll be upgrading when I've achieved my QRP DXCC. As I said, this was one of the tamer responses. It's been a continuing feast ever since I got my license. I'm no shrinking violet, and if you know me at all, I tend to tell it as I see it. What concerns me is that this is the feedback I'm getting. I've spoken to probably over a hundred F calls since I received my license, and the theme is a recurring one. There's bullying, abuse, swearing, accusations, active interference, emails, letters, and other nastiness that this part of the hobby seems to think is appropriate to share. And it's not just happening here in my state. I've had reports from all over the country. Speaking directly to those miscreants is a waste of breath, but I know that they are surrounded by people who disagree, because I speak to them on a regular basis. I'd encourage you to take these bullies to task, either in the public forum in which they spread their bile, or directly and face-to-face if that's more your style. There is no place for this. F-calls are here to stay, just like novice calls were in a previous life, and whatever the next minority was before that. One observation that fills me with great joy. Soon, there'll be more F-calls than all other licenses combined. At that point, there'll be more of us than there are of them. In case there's a potential for misunderstanding, I support the ability for an F-call to upgrade. I will upgrade at a time of my choosing. That doesn't mean that everyone will, or should, feel compelled to do so. Got a problem with this? Let me know. Publicly. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. We've reported, you decide. 